Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 521 from September 28th, 1997. A Sunday night show with no guest. No Drew Carey on this one. Hmm. He could still appear on the show, but it seems unlikely. This was the night he was supposed to be on, and nothing. Adam opens the show with a Red Turner rant. Seems they've been torturing him for two decades now. Drew provides some alternate driving routes to avoid the Red Turnaroes in Culver City, and Adam is really fired up and echoes his comments of even today. Uh, Drew suggests yield signs and flashing yellows, and Adam says the arrows should never turn red. Adam is not yet proclaiming he runs the arrows, which is something he now advises people to do and has for quite some time. He does, however, suggest a class action lawsuit, and Adam addresses Brett, who must be filling in for engineer Mike. I wonder if he's seeing his long-haul tr- uh, truck-driving girlfriend again. As per usual, this recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome Loveline. with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Uh-oh. Headphone problems. Welcome to Loveline. This is Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Hold on. Brett? I hear you loud and clear. I know, but someone's got to find me those other headphones because these ones are screwed up. Oh, maybe I can use these over here. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LFVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crawl, Dr. Drew, a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Tonight, Loveline is coming from beautiful, where are we? Culver City. Yes, California, home we're, we're, of the never-ending arrow. I swear to God, I'm going to sue this city for the time oh. lost uh, yeah. sitting at these oh. arrows. Oh, hey, I found a way in, though. I found uh, a way in. What helicopter? No, you you go down Washington to, to Maine and turn left because that light actually responds to traffic. All right. Oh, only one in Culver City. Just, uh, just um, you, you know, I'm gonna. I'm actually. Let me give. Let me give this out to you. I know the show's national, but there. Still a lot of people listening who may travel through Culver City. Bring reading material when you come to this city. You're going to need stuff to do in your car. Uh, build a ship in a bottle, crossword puzzles, whatever you're doing while your life is being pissed away, waiting at an arrow that should never be read. Not only that, you know, oh, there is a sign. They, all place. they have to do is put up signs of those arrows saying, yield on green. Ugh. Oh. And they, there you can turn. Now, the, the, I know, the arrow I know, should I know. never turn red. It right. should be green when it's time to turn and off. Yeah. And then you're on your own, just like you are at every right. other it's intersection called, called, in the United States right. and possibly yield, the world. Yield on green. That's called yield on green. Oh, I just sit there. And it, it's it's the most frustrating thing in the world because it's the light is green yeah. next to you, and there's no other cars coming. You're just sitting there just waiting to get uh, carjacked. <laughs> oh, somebody's got to sue this city. I want a class action suit. Brett, are you with me? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? You come in here every night. Yeah, you just you just sit there wasting your life away. There isn't any left greens in LA except for except for uh this this godforsaken Culver City. Uh, and then uh, in the in the uh, off chance that there is a green uh, arrow or an arrow in LA, 
they just turn from green to nothing. They yeah, never most turn cities, red. Most cities do not know what you're talking about. You go, you drive in Boston. No. A green light means turn left in front of everybody. Right. It just you go as fast as you can, and there's no yielding to oncoming traffic. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to move to Boston. Lindsay. Lindsay? Oh, Brad, do we have a problem here? Or are we, Where are we off to? We're off to a great start. Put it on hold to try, too. All right. Anna. Uh-huh. That seems uh, rather ominous. <laughs> well, all right. We'll Don't look at it. Yeah. Brad, hey, Adam, how about you? Um, you figure it out? I'm going to do the dreidel song. <laughs> Anna? There are. Anna? Wait, that sounded like something, Brad. Yeah, almost. All right. Uh, try another. Just try uh, one. Couldn't be. Uh, Georgie. Jordy. Gordy. <laughs> what name is that? You know what? They're not hearing us is the deal. Ah. That's what's happening. They're not hearing us. Okay. All right. What'd you do this weekend, Drew? Uh, had a colonoscopy. and uh, Great. Uh, nice. How'd that go? It was uh, painful. Mm-hmm. Interesting experience to be a patient. Were you put under? Yeah. You saw me afterwards. We got together. I was pretty goofy. Yeah. You're letting some wind go, too. They actually force wind into Drew, and then uh, he then forced it out in my presence later on. <laughs> nice thing about that medicine, you don't remember much. I don't remember doing that. You, you really don't remember? Right. Break, I mean, uh, vaguely. You remember breaking a little wind tonight in the car, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I think you, you may recall that one. Drew and I got in the car. He broke he broke more wind, and he said, Dad, still, still a residual from the colonoscopy. I'm thinking, how long can you ride that one out? You know, it's like four months from now, uh, Drew breaks wind. Uh, yeah, it's that procedure. And then what, we went did some online stuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. that was wonderful. It's really, you, all, right, all right, try we're three. Gonna, we're going to try the phone again here. Lindsay. Yeah? Oh, thank God. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're dancing for our lives. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, it's not your fault. <laughs> or, or is it? Huh? I don't know. No. I didn't hear anything. Okay. You're 19. What's going on? Okay, well, this is quite complex. Um, um, I Okay, I'll sum it up. I'm 19 years old. I have never had a boyfriend. I've, I can't... I, ever since I was nine, no, I think I was in second grade, I've been thinking about, like, sex and, like, how... I, I mean, I thought I made up, like, oral sex. I don't know, when I was young. And, and I've always been, like, obsessed with it. But I can never. I can. I can. You mean you thought you pioneered or, oral sex? Yeah, you like know. You, you were the first one to do it. Uh huh. Or the well, first, I was one, the to first th- one to think about it. I was a little young then. Right. But, oh, how naive you were too. Ha- yeah. Have you had sex with guys? Yeah, I've had sex with so many guys I can't even count. All right. Well, wh- where do you think this precocious or premature sexual feelings came from? I don't know. You see, all I remember before I turned like 12 or 10, mm-hmm. well, I, I just, I don't remember, I tried talking to my friends about this, I tried, it's really hard, but I don't remember much about my childhood, you know, mm-hmm. before I turned 10, I don't remember very much at all. What do you think, what do you think was going on then? I don't know, um, and my parents, well, when, up until, I, I ran away when I was 12, oh. and mm-hmm. up until, um, Let's see, I was 16. I, my my parents did a lot of drugs, and my dad died when when I was 12. <laughs> All right, so, All right, so, so God knows what was going you've on. You've had a storybook life. Yeah. So far. <laughs> How many guys do you think you have had sex with? Um. I think you know. 
12. I, I'm, I'm estimating like 12. 12? Or more. I'm you got to estimate for 12? 12 is <laughs> a number I would know. Drew, you're, you're so right. Drew was just talking about this yesterday. Uh, you know, we asked you how many uh, guys, if you've had sex, you said, uh, yes, just uh, more than I can count, uh, more than I uh, care to recall. Twelve. Yeah, more than I care to recall, really. Uh, uh, let me tell you, from if you live in North Hollywood and you've only slept with 12 guys, you're a virgin. See, they have different rankings for different cities, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, how you'd fare in Jerusalem well, or something, I'm, for I'm, instance, I'm, but North Hollywood, you're considered a virgin. You I, get the I, honorary uh, hymen medallion <laughs> each year. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot because I live right. in quite a rural. Town. All right, but you, you went through a lot of stuff when you were growing up. Obviously, yeah. And people don't people don't run away from home and, and tend to stay away from home unless home is awfully traumatic. Yeah. And know. you know, it, you, people that act out sexually like that usually have had some particularly that no, young. She age. ran away when she was twelve. Something was going on. Yeah, some, somebody was probably was getting at you in some sort of sexual way before that. And any time there's any blockage of a memory. Well, particular memories that you should, you really should have, like fourth grade. Yeah, you should remember fourth grade. She doesn't remember. Like, fourth no grade. one ever blocked out a memory to Disneyland. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always trauma yeah. when there's blockage. Well, right, and uh, right. you know what kind we, you know, we can only speculate. But at the very least, I'm going sexual. I, I would too, just because of the precocious nature and the, the way in which she acted out. But the fact is, all this sexual behavior is a way of avoiding feelings rather than getting any true feelings, a real connection with the people, because that's what you're so scared about. Anna. Yeah. You're 17. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, about a year ago, I was raped, and I only told one of my closest friends about who, who it. Who raped you? This guy that I was dating for a while, and then um, I went over to his house one day, and he, you know, um, but I wasn't going to tell anybody about it, mm. and we were in class. And one of the girls started to make me mad because we were talking about rape. What, what did she say? She was just putting it down like it was no big deal. And, um, what, what did she say exactly? She was just saying that she was, oh, rape, it doesn't take away your dignity. Um, I feel sorry for the rapist because who knows what he had to go through. And oh, that's interesting. And stuff like mm, that. Yeah. I, um, I know she upset you, but uh, believe me, she's cried a few tears in her life, right, too. exactly. Oh, believe me. But um, it made me really mad, and it came out in the classroom that I was raped. You mean you just blurted it out? Um, because she said, huh, have you been raped, Anna? Are you the expert on this? Are mm. you the expert? And I started crying. I said, yeah. Who said this? The the, the student said this. Yeah. Yeah. The girl who was uh, yeah. poking fun at rape. And the teacher said, okay. You know, she's standing around and goes, okay, none of this leaves the classroom. What was said here? No. Oh, yeah. That's uh, everyone's green light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, teacher can't say that. Teacher can't say none of this leaves the classroom? Can't say that, that thing, there are certain things that uh, professionals are obliged to report. No, no. The teacher is saying, "Listen, kids, let's not um, humiliate poor Anna by going out and, and, and spreading this around." Okay. Oh right. boy, Drew, you are thick as well. A no, I was thinking she she was, and I think this is what Anna's point was too. That she thought the teacher was saying, "No, none of this information will ever get out of this classroom to anyone." Yeah. No, you didn't think that. Yeah, I did. Oh. So next day, I get pulled out of the classroom by the counselor, and they're trying to get me to spell my whole life story. Right. Which which so, I bet I bet there's the voice thing going on here too. I don't know if you're picking up on that. Uh -huh. But uh, I I bet your whole life story is pretty heavy. No, I no I mean, no. Nothing's ever happened to me like that until a year ago. 
uh, with this guy. Yeah. The guy you were dating. Uh huh. Had had you slept with him before? No. I, I just I get was the a virgin. Feeling that weren't what 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 were they interested in your life story? Well, just like, has anything happened to you in the past? Have you ever been molested? And then when I told, I didn't even come out and say that I was raped to her. She goes, I know what's happened to you, and I started crying. And now everyone wants me to go to some support group. What's wrong with that? Well, I feel like I can do it by myself. No, Anna. No, no. Can you run your own support group, by yeah, the way? No. People people do not get over tr- heavy events, oh. traumas by but themselves. I, mean, I just don't want to sit there and talk about it in front but of you. You don't want to talk about it because you don't want to have the feelings associated with it. And they're going to sit and fester, and they're going to come out in some other way. You're going to punish yourself for having these feelings of uh, people who rape do tend to to feel. Uh, they're responsible in some way. That people, you know, when uh, when people talk to you that way, it triggers all these feelings of shame and guilt, and they're, they're unnecessary. They're unwarranted. Right. They aren't real. Right. And the only way you are able to work through them is by connecting with other people in a therapeutic setting. It's not going to get better without that, and it just is. Well, now all the teachers know, and they're all coming up to me, and they're trying to help you. Yeah, but it's embarrassing. Sure. I don't want. Well, sure, I know it is, but, but you were, you. What if you'd been robbed? Huh? What if you'd been robbed? Let's just yeah. pretend that. Would you want people to know about that and try to help you? Well, yeah, but it's it's, a, it's the same. No, it, it it is different. I understand, but but it's not. It's a violent crime, and but you were victim. But now I have to go back and have it reminded to me every single day. It's but that is the point. You're not. You haven't dealt with this at all yet, and that's why you need to go to some support groups or get some kind of treatment for this. And and you're looking at it as. Um you know, you're feeling ashamed and embarrassed, and there's really no need for that, Anna. I mean, you're just a victim, and these people are not trying to embarrass you anymore. They're just trying to help you. I know, but doesn't she have some type of confidentiality thing where she's not supposed to tell anyone? No. She's actually um, required to tell people. I mean, I mean right. the teachers. I mean, I know she's required to tell the counselor, but can she go and talk about this in the teacher's lounge? Well... Who the hell knows what's going on? They're so busy chain-smoking and um, yelling about their spouses. I don't think anything really gets done in the teacher's lounge, Anna. Because now all these teachers know when they're coming to me, and I'm like... All right, but, Anna, I understand that you feel humiliated by this whole experience, but... All right, here's my prediction, Anna. You listening? Mm -hmm. This is going to end up being a blessing in disguise, because... If this woman did not, this girl did not taunt you in class and you you did not blurt it out and the teacher did not hear it and she didn't alert the counselor and so on and so forth, this would have festered inside of you for many years. You'd probably had a bad marriage, probably uh, screwed up your own kids because of this, probably lost a few jobs. You would have had a very difficult life, just like the other people that we talked to that are into their 20s, into their 30s. They've, they've had this stuff festering like uh, kittens in their stomach that uh, can't get out for years and years and years. And now they can't even go back and get those years back. Right. And it's been festering for so long, and they have such a, such a thick callus built over it that they can't even get to it anymore. Right. So even though this is painful, this is good. This is an opportunity. Uh, l- look at it as uh, somebody caught some cancer, and they caught it early, and it's going to be a little painful, and a few chemo treatments, but they're going to get rid of it before it spreads throughout but your you body. you go to a support group, you can talk about your feelings of humiliation and the violation. And they'll all... The viol- yeah, they'll, they'll, they will share that with you because they've been where you've been. Right. Robert. Hi. Yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, sir. Um, I have a friend who injects methamphetamine, right? And he um, 
informed me that you can you can't overdose by injection because you'll pass out before. It's not true. You could easily overdose by any form of amphetamine. Matter of fact, very easy to overdose in amphetamine. Do you remember how River Phoenix died? Yes. Classic amphetamine death. So by really, how did he die? He got he got he took a big dose, uh, even a moderate dose. Did he shoot it up? I don't think he was shooting. He was smoking and. Uh, uh, got a rhythm disturbance in his heart. Uh, the heart rate suddenly went to 200. He didn't do anything about it. He just went in and splashed water in his face, lost his blood pressure, had a seizure. Blood pressure went to zero. His brain wasn't perfused, and he died. So how does your brain perfuse? You have to have a heart beating and pumping blood to the brain. Uh-oh. And if it's going 200 beats a minute, it doesn't uh, get, get the blood there. There's no validity. Well, wait a minute. How many, how many does it normally go? Maybe? 80. Oh, 80? 80. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But there's no validity to that? that Ze- you could, you zero. You pass out? You you pass out because there's no blood going to your brain. Really, and so that's what makes that's what why when amphetamine makes you pass out or you have a seizure, you pass out from that too. Thanks a lot. All right, Robert. Oh, <laughs> conversations that go on in this country. Uh, what word is that, Jordy? That's right, Jordy. You're 16. I sure am. Uh, listen, before I uh, before I get to my main thing, can I ask you a quick question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, um, you ever consider bringing back Listener Love Line? You know, as to sort of keep it real, as it were? And? Yeah. Re- request for a Listener Love Line. Yeah. We're, I'm all for we're, it. We're for it. The only thing is we have to work out a way where we can select, include, select the people. Yeah, you know, not just people from... Yeah, okay. who cares? Just yeah. have people, you know, whoever can get their ass down to the studio's in. I agree you, totally. If you live on the East Coast, it's, you're on your own. Maybe somebody ought to come up tonight. No. Oh, well. Sorry. All right, let's we'll not push it. Serious screening process. Okay. You, you know, uh, you know, it's funny, Ann. The very first show I ever did here on Love oh, Line yes. was a listener Love Line. Do you remember that? And we had a, we had woman, three women in here. We had a girl that reminded me of Eve Plum sitting here. The, and, uh, uh, and the bitterest Brady. Somebody said something like to comment as people, that. and I'm said, uh, you know, the Jane over here looks like she's getting ready for a tour with I, the uh, I ladies. Was, oh, that was ladies so. She was I, so offended. I was sure that this woman was a lesbian. Oh yeah. And now I know she is because uh, she left. But the the point is, is my very first night on Loveline, I said to this girl, um, uh, "You like other women?" No, I don't, Adam, and I don't find the humor in it. And about. Mm, Ten minutes later, I said, um, you playing much golf? Uh, no, I don't, Adam, and I don't find the humor in it. Screw you, Adam. And then, uh, no, it wasn't screw you. <laughs> and then uh, about ten minutes later, I said, uh, explain the alternative lifestyle to us. And she said, Adam, F you, <laughs> right into the mic. And she got up and walked right out of the studio. And I thought, uh, boy, um, you forced a guest out of the studio on your very first night. How many guys can say they've done that? We knew it would be a long and illustrious career right at that <laughs> yeah. moment. All right, so uh, Jordy. Is Jordy still there? Or is he just not responding to Jordy? his name? You got me? Hello? Yeah, yeah go. Where okay. are you going? Yeah. Um, Wait a minute. Where'd you go, Jordy? I'm right here. Where? What? Oh, Jesus Christ. We've, we've uh, plumbed new depths here. Where did you go? Where did I go? I'm right here. <laughs> you got me? When we were yelling for you a minute ago, where were you? I thought I was here. Maybe uh, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Did you put the phone down and go do something? No, I was listening in all about that lesbian bag. Oh, I okay. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. What's your real name? What's that? What's your real name? That is I think, his I think real that's name. the problem. My real name's Jordy. All right. <laughs> that, I was that. trying to create an excuse for you not having responded to your name. Well, what's no, going I was, on? I was really listening. All right. All right. Let's not get mired into this. All right. I'm sorry to delay you. The, that, uh, the main question is. 
I uh, met this girl over the summer, right? Um, at, the, at the time I met her, she had a boyfriend. Mm. Since this has changed, uh, she broke up with him on her own terms, not really having to do with me like a month ago. Uh, we went out to talk, like immediately following, and sort of got together right after that. What do you mean got together? Like nothing big, you know. All right. But what's your question? But we were hanging out. the The question is now, after only going out for a month, is it cool to sleep with her? How old is she? She's seventeen. Have you ever? Are you a virgin? Uh, let's say yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he has some doubt about what the definition is. But what shall we say you are or have been to? That's good. Virgin is good. Right, because you are a virgin. Yeah. Okay. All right, now I'm hanging up on you because <laughs> I, I just cannot take the run around anymore. All right, but the deal is, oh. here's my concern, is that this woman seems to jump ship and get into stuff real quickly and tightly. And, uh, That's right. That's a little bit why you've got to have sex with her today. All right, but it's a, it's a little bit a little bit of that chaos quality there. Be very careful. Uh, this Somebody has to be with somebody and has to be really tightly connected with somebody. And uh, make sure it's... Maybe sure you really want to be involved with her because uh, it, it. Well, let me you, just put you this do, word. If you do care of, about okay. her, is somebody you want to be with? All right, all right. All right what? Go, go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Drew. go. Drew, see when Drew speaks, Drew has uh, before his eyes. No one else in the room can see it, but only Drew can. A page. Yes. And he must scroll down and get to the bottom of the page. I have to finish it, yes. And it doesn't really matter uh, who's butting in or no. what's going on no, or it what it doesn't really. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. No. You just gotta you just gotta get down to the bottom. Yes, have to finish the page. <laughs> Must get the information out. All right, that's good radio. Right. Uh here's my advice. Guys and girls, your relationship with the new partner will usually end how the new partner ended their last relationship. Forever for whatever that's worth. Understand. If they dump somebody abruptly and took off with you immediately because they claim they got bored of the person after four months, uh the clock is ticking. Enjoy. You have four months. And we'll be back. The voices are trying to throw me off while they're while I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line will be right back. Well, I'm going to tell you what score big is. Okay, that's what I needed to know. That's first. what you need to know. First place you go, save a bunch of money on uh, tickets and uh, so events. You want to take your wife and daughters out to some concert or sporting event, uh, even stuff that's sold out. You go to score big. They work directly with the teams. They work with the concert promoters, the venues. They get the unsold seats. They pass the savings on to you on average. 40% off of the ticket, usually about uh, 80 bucks off the uh, box office price. So uh, musicals, sporting events, hockey, basketball, whatever, U2, whenever they're in it. I saw town. them last week. Saw them last week. Should have went to scorebig.com, save some money, use a red microphone, top right-hand corner, enter Adam, get 20 bucks off your first purchase at scorebig.com. Hi, this is Mike Ness from Social Distortion, and you're enduring 
the love line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, doing, um, doing radio at the speed of... Uh, Mm. Molasses. Molasses. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I was going to say uh, creosote uh, coming down a telephone pole, but uh, <laughs> molasses is good. Although, uh, at least, well, actually, we are on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to distance myself from TV as much as possible. Oh, tonight. you've enjoyed the uh, must-see week. Huh? Oh, I saw that uh, Jenny McCarthy show tonight. Said, Boy, uh, they've been, how long have they been working on that? <laughs> and uh, what have they been doing uh, during the time they should have been working on? What else you see? Uh, I saw that in that, um, uh, what's that other one I was talking about? In between Seinfeld oh, Union, and Union, uh, Station. Union Station. Oh, please. What the hell is going on? They're, I, they're making parodies of uh, I, That's did, what did it you was. Get it? Oh, you didn't it was, get it? Oh, it was brilliant in that case. I missed that whole, I must. I missed the first five minutes. They must have, they must have uh, set, described set it at that point. Yeah. It was a parody of a sitcom. Yeah. Oh, Oh, there's just uh, just unblemished characters um, with uh, tight asses uh, doing dialogue that's way too smart for their position in life, and it's being spat out at a machine gun like pace. It's just horrible. What the hell's going on with TV? It's it's, it's, it's pathetic. The same people have been doing it for a long time. They know how to do it. Oh, they know TV. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> because I was watching. Uh, I do watch King of the Hill, but I was watching Jenny tonight because I wanted to check it out. Did you watch any of that, Ann? Hell no. It was just uh, just scary bad. I knew bad. it would suck. Ann doesn't like because Jenny, Jenny keeps hell. turning her down for this show. That's a oh, Ann's got a please. She should be begging uh, you to do this show. Yeah, and she will be. Believe me, I <laughs> give her about be. eight months. Yeah. I smell another calendar coming out any time now. <laughs> this better be an 18-monther. Oh, that thing was just uh, such a dog. But Judge not lest ye be not judged. Uh, oh, shut up. Compared to everything else that's on, it's uh, just as bad. If that... Uh, if that means anything. All right. There you go. All right. I, I don't know what it is, but somehow it's got to be animated and it's got to be on Fox to be worth a damn. <laughs> it it just really does. Uh, everything else. Well, actually, you know, Seinfeld is good. 60 Minutes is good. Third Rock. Uh, news, news Radio. radio. Uh, Third Rock. Third Rock. Uh, you know what Third Rock? Yeah. It's too, clever. It's all right. But it's stuff is not there. There's nothing that has to do with reality that's in a sitcom anymore. No one that, has any real those, problems. Everybody's those are good. Huh. Yeah, but, try to be real. but look at the look at the best laughs you've had in a movie. Usually comes out of a real situation. I mean, like or, the or best something that speaks to a reality, twists the reality. Like The Simpsons, it's not real. It doesn't come close to real, but it shows reality in a, such a stark light that you can't help but laugh at it. Well, they have the guts not to have to end every sentence with a joke, yeah. which is uh, what sitcoms do. And then it just sounds like one big droning joke, and you'd stop listening. Right. All right. We'll, we'll uh, move forward. I'm sure it'll improve as the uh, weeks wear on. John. How's it going, fellas? Good. You're 26. What's yeah. happening? Um, I got a statement for the young lady, Anne. Mm-hmm. The earlier call. Um, I want to second your... Um, your your statement that she does need to get a get into a support group. My sister was raped at an early age, and she didn't get into one, and now she's really out there. Yeah, she she doing drugs and stuff too, or huh? She doing drugs? Yeah, yeah, real bad. Yeah. So if if you listening and you can get into one, please get into one. All right, John. Cool. What's up? Um, my question is, I say I do new modeling. Magazine. 
What I kind like, of? Huh? Gay magazines? No. <laughs> no gay magazines. Well, listen, any, any, any modeling that's done by nude men is a gay magazine. No, I've been in Blacktail, Blacklust, and these all women have women in it. What are you, Asian guy? No, I'm a black guy. A black man? That's right. Jesus, i got to start listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so wait a minute, you've been in Blacktail. Blacktail, Blacklust. Mm-hmm. How do they spell tail? <laughs> Come on now. T-A-I-L. Come oh, okay. Black tail. Black yeah. hiney. Yeah. And uh, you've been um, featured with uh, Ebony Women? Yeah. And what are you doing? That... I've been, my last one was with a porn star. Uh-huh. Ebony, Ebony Eyes? Nah. Oh. Champagne. Is she black? Yes. What, what kind of black champagne is there? <laughs> it's a lady. Oh, okay. But I lost a few jobs because penis size. Right. Now, we're thinking about using the pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I was wondering if there are any medical backlashes of using that. Wait a minute, John. I want to talk just a little more about the uh, nude male industry for a second. The, the, John could be the breakthrough that, that does away with those terrible um, the stereotypes. stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, you could be a pioneer. Hey, black guys do have small penises after all. Oh, I'm not saying it's small. All right, it's sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I know, but for a black guy, it's small, right? Is that for, what you're no, saying? for what they want to project about black guys. Yeah, here's, yeah, what he, they project about here's right. my theory, John. And you've probably, you've probably looked at more black penis than I have. I mean, you know, you got buddies, you're in the locker room, whatnot. <laughs> I believe that the black man's penis is not really much bigger than the white man's penis, but I believe that the white man who is who owns the magazine or the porn company is not going to let a black man with an average or small penis into his porn movie. So, therefore, everyone who sees the black penis via the porn movie thinks that black men all have huge penises. But in reality, it's only the big ones that are being filmed. Is there any is there anything to that, John? Well, I'm, I'm not into porn movies, so I right. couldn't answer that. So when you're doing but, these, you're doing these spreads with with the ladies. Magazines, they yeah. use average to large size male. Is that a is that the simulated love stuff? Yeah. And uh, like uh, you get, you do all the poses where she can't actually right put anything in anywhere, but she can get real close. Close, right? Oh, does it ever slip and just go in? No, no, no. Because I always wonder what's going on. No, I, it never slips. I mean... Yeah, but, but let me ask you this, John. But, be honest for just one moment. Okay. I've, I've seen... Not that you haven't been pretty forthcoming so far. All right. But I've seen a lot of these spreads because they're in, the, in some of these magazines I have. And there's a woman, Drew. She's holding a penis, and she's posing over it with her mouth gaping wide open in mere millimeters from the penis. I'll demonstrate on the end of the microphone. Uh, just bear with me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I was thinking, if I was a guy, after about two hours, I'd have to just poke it in there because I would be going insane. Was this a complete spread? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, because some, some magazines, they take um, little frames from movies. No, no. These are, these, these are posed. Okay. I'm just wondering, you know, and after... Now, um, with lately, they're getting real, real close. You, you get, you're finding women, when you got layouts with women, two women, the women actually putting their tongue on another woman's nipple. Right. And stuff like that. So it's getting real close and closer now. Well, I'm just saying, after two hours under the hot lights with an erection and a woman simulating oral sex on you, doesn't, uh, don't you just get the urge to just kind of, you know... Poke it oh, in there. You're not, if you're not laying in that one position for two hours. Oh, all right. Don't don't ruin it for me then, John. <laughs> all 
All right, so you'd like to you'd like to get a little bigger than you are for your profession. Uh, about, probably about two inches, if if that's possible. Then yeah, why not go four? I'm just you know I don't I'm nine and nine inches would be pretty pretty good. Uh huh. So you're hanging seven now. Yeah. All right. Here's my advice. You got to get smaller models around your penis. <laughs> It'll make it look that much bigger. I, I I don't know what the answer is, Drew. I don't think these things work. No. They don't work? No. There are a few little maneuvers I guess they can do. They can cut the ligament to the, the penis. But he doesn't want surgery. Yeah. You, you don't want surgery, do no, you, John? No, no. Okay. Not at all. All right. So there's basically the pumps don't work. That's a bunch ba- of crap. Basically. Right. Are you making a living doing this? Yes. And, well, you you can make a living just doing the magazines? Yeah. And you don't have to do movies or anything? No. How many days a week you work? I work probably four days out of a month. Wow. So your penis is all over the place. I've been in a few magazines. And where can we currently find your penis in case I want to... Oh, the, the next issue of Black Tail that comes out. Black Tail. Black Tail. Okay. And, um... I don't know what name they're going to use for me, but... They use, you know, they use their own name. And and, and what is the scenario? So I know. Are I'm, you uh, are you a sailor in one? Well, that's the one I'm in with. Uh, and oh, I'm just a uh, matter of fact, construction worker. Oh, okay. Uh, wearing the boots champagne. and the champagne. Uh, so you got the hard hat and everything going. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it basically, works that. Um, what happened? How'd you two get together in this scenario? Well, I'm working on the streets. Right. It's a near the alley and. Mm-hmm. We're in the alley. Uh-huh. She comes down to the alley. Right. Yeah. You know, I worked construction for uh, 13 years, and uh, it used to happen all the time. I'd be out in the alley, uh, you know, sawing some two-by-fours or something, and some hot-looking black chick would come down and just uh, perform oral sex and right, right by the dumpster on the boxes there. So you can see uh, these are real-world scenarios. All right, John, I don't think there's anything you can do. Uh, start doing um, Asian tail. They're uh, generally more petite women, and it makes the penis look bigger. Uh, does that sound advice, Drew? Yeah, you were just quite taken a smitten with that call. Man, I was very interested that. in Ooh. that. Yeah, That's I know you were, too. <sighs> Marie, or uh, Mary, or what is that? Marie? Everyone spells her name differently now. I, n- I never know what to call anybody. Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm about two and a half months pregnant, mm-hmm. and I used speed about, I figured, a month into the pregnancy, but mm-hmm. I didn't know I was pregnant then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, I did it maybe about two times. Do you think mm-hmm. it would have any effect on the baby? Very hard to predict. Uh, there is a probability. That no, don't freak her out, Drew. Because, um... Well, it sure could. I mean, you don't know. It, it's it's certainly not the, like it would be if you were doing speed chronically through the whole pregnancy. Uh-huh. But uh, these these are potentially neurotoxic substances. I I would suspect that the effects would be very limited. When is it worse? The first month or the third month or the eighth month? The first three months. And I would think the first month is, I mean, the the most, we don't know for sure, but the most developmental sort of uh, processes are going on in that first month, even the first couple of weeks, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, a couple of exposures, is that definitely going to cause a problem? Can't say. Can't say. Well, probably not. This probably not going to have serious problems, but no. can't say. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, but hold on a second, Drew. I hate when you do this. Well, it's the fact. I know, but she did. What'd you do? Snort it? No, I smoked it, yeah. and I swallowed some. Ah, so she smoked a little. Uh, well, little it was speak. kind of a lot, and I swallowed a kind of a lot. Also. See, that's the other thing. You have, you have a large mm-hmm. exposure, and it can it can do some more damage. And yeah. I did smoke some 
pot too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, need, you need to go to an, uh, an obstetrician and have but, them. But I mean, I've, I've listened to the show before, and I've heard you tell other people um, they really can't tell. I mean, well, it, if there's anything outrageously bad going on, they can tell. Uh-huh. Where's the uh, Where's the hu- uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry my, for using the H boyfriend. word. Uh, yeah, I know. I I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's so It's so bizarre when you have to catch yourself. Um, well, I was wondering if I did go to the doctor and everything ended up turning out okay. Wasn't mm-hmm. you know really yeah. bad or uh-huh. fatal? Uh-huh. If I If I were to tell my boyfriend, um, if something was bad and I told my boyfriend, I I'll, he would probably. I don't think I could tell him I did drugs. I mean, mm. if he found out, I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't know you've done drugs. Well, well, he knows I smoke pot, you know. But if I told him I did speed, I think it would totally be over. Mm. And if I told him that, well, if I he doesn't know, I'm, he doesn't really know I'm pregnant. I told him well. No, Mar- I'm, Mary, listen. I, you, I told him I missed Mary, my period. Mary, you need you need uh, a little few lessons in honesty here, and uh, I would suggest perhaps you consider starting by looking at your substance use, and maybe take care of that and use this as a motivating factor in pursuing treatment. Well, uh, if I have to get rid of the baby, say if something. No, no. Is- I, 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 I think you need to get some help with your drugs and your and your difficulty being honest. And uh, well, it's not a problem. It's like I, it's not like I have to do drugs. I mean, you know, smoking speed is not something people do casually. You, you know, you didn't smoke a little speed uh, this weekend, Drew. <laughs> you know, let's say you're at a party socially. Uh, you know, like when somebody hands you um, glass of chardonnay and a glass of chardonnay and, and some and chips a, or something, yeah, and, 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 and then a pipe, pipe. of speed in it. Oh, yeah, speed that didn't happen. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh okay. Hey, uh, you think about getting an abortion? Um, if something's wrong, I mean, if something's if they go, I end up well, I, in, the, the, <laughs> something's going to be wrong eventually. I can uh, I smell trouble on this one. Uh, not necessarily from the speed use um, while the kid was pregnant, but well, you were pregnant with the kid, but perhaps uh, some of the speed use after the kid is born or uh, no, no, that no, sort of no, thing. No, 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 no. That was the oh, I I got sick after the time I did that. I think I did too much. Too much is in my body, my system. I didn't like feeling like that. I, so you just smoked a whole bunch of speed. Yeah, but you don't really have any kind of problem with it. No, no. no. That was maybe the, the second time I did it. How many days a week do you smoke pot? Huh? How many days a week would you like to smoke pot? Um, probably a couple times a month, two, three times a month. Okay. Maybe. Substitute yeah. month for a week. No, that's, that's, not, that's not addiction, though. Yeah, well, she's lying, Drew. Come on, you smoke more pot than that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Drew, what are you kidding? She's smoking speed. She said she smokes pot. Pot well, is a... Well, I say the reason people use speed occasionally is that you're usually trying to compensate for the depression that the marijuana causes. No. Yes. <laughs> That's the reason. Uh, listen, I, I really, um, I, I rarely argue for abortion on this show, but I think it's a real viable uh, option here. Um, I would go abortion or adoption. Something with a shun on the end of it. What, oh. do, you, what do you think, Murray? Why? I mean, it's... it's oh, because you really don't sound like you're going to make the world's greatest mom right now. But it's... I don't... I'm... I don't. I'm not going to do speed again. I, ha- I doubt if I'm going to do. It. And it's not like marijuana is the the center of my life right now, and I have to smoke it every day. It's, I can. Mm. I can stop that. Uh, it's just. It just. Uh, it's not so much the substance. It's just the substance of your voice. I'm just picking up some stuff. Yeah. You can't. You it just. Uh, it seems like a real tall order being a parent, and I'm just doesn't uh, doesn't seem like you're up to it. Yeah. Unless you can be honest. I mean, you haven't even told your boyfriend you're pregnant. You, you got to make some real adult decisions here, Marie, in the next uh, next few days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop defending your position. Yeah, I mean, deal reality. It, it's all right. Um, you know, uh, s happens, as they say. But um, 
you, you really got to come up to the plate now because, uh, you know, there's other lives involved. It's somebody there. else's life, not your child. It's a separate person. Okay, so uh, adoption, abortion, at least tell your boyfriend what's going on, and we'll be back. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. Well, our friends at SeatGeek aggregate tickets from every major ticket site online. They put them all in one place. You can make comparison shopping for tickets. Very easy. Very similar to a travel search engine like Kayak, something like that. But it is for sports and concert tickets. There's no better way to find baseball tickets this season. And if you use the promo code LOVELINE in the SeatGeek iPhone app, you will get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek also has a technology called Deal Score that calculates what every ticket in the building is worth and whether the price you pay is worth it for that ticket. Pretty good deal. And one of the features I like most is their interactive stadium maps. You can see the ticket options mapped out to the row level at all Major League Baseball parks. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes Store and enter promo code LOVELINE in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase of $100 or more. Download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes or Google Play and enter promo code LOVELINE today. The SeatGeek app is your ticket to your favorite team seats for 2015. Hey, Loveline, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310-854-4455. All right, let's uh, talk about who our guests are coming up. Well, on Tuesday, we have uh, Jessica Bowman. She's uh, on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, so um, you may want to uh, stop. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and then a uh, uh, guy from Men Behaving Badly, and then uh, Everclear is going to be in here. Art and uh, the boys. Yeah. Or is it just Art or the whole band? Oh, mm. where's Anne? It's usually just Art. So uh, that'll be a, a nice uh, love line um, reun- reuniting, reunition, <laughs> reunion. Salt and Pepper are going to be in here. Yeah, just Art. Okay. I've never met Salt and Pepper. You ever met? I know you're I, into the music, uh, but have you ever so. met the Salt and Pepper? No, I don't believe I have. No. Well, I'll be interested in meeting those guys. Jars of Clay, never been on this show as far as no, I know. No. I'd like to meet those guys. And, of course, Duran Duran at the end of uh, next week, who, of course, we've met many times. And um, just for as big a band as they've been over the years, just some of the nicest guys in the world. So always a good show with them. Jacqueline. Jacqueline? Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. You're 25. You're on Loveline. Oh, yeah. How you guys doing? Good. 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 First, I wanted to say, um, when I was trying to get through, I was listening to Anna speak, and um, I just, I really feel for her just because I've been through it. I've been there. You were raped. Yeah. Oh. It was, and a similar situation, too. I've been dating, I've been with a guy for a year and a half, and it happened because of a, an argument, and... um it took me about a year to get into therapy because I just, I couldn't talk about it. Um, hold, hold on one second, could you, uh, Jacqueline? Yeah. Just one second, I want to talk to Drew off the air. Uh, 
True. Yeah. I remember during the commercials when I said, um, no, why don't we take a break on some of the uh, ladies who've been raped calls? And uh, I, I didn't, you didn't said, uh, read the okay. thing. Read the deal here. Oh. Read what okay. it says. This is good personality. Okay. Comment All about right. a previous comment. Right. Not know. that it's not an important issue. I, I just, uh, we like to mix it up a little bit here. And All tonight's, uh, it's, you know. Kiss my ass, Adam. Jacqueline? Yes. All right. So what's going on now? Okay. At any rate, um, to make a long story short, probably if you took a ratio here, ever about seven to eight times out of ten, I bleed every time I have sex. Mm-hmm. Are and, you on the pill? Pardon? Are you on the pill? Yes. Okay. Has that only been since you've been on the pill? No, I've been on the pill forever. Well, but th- that's the point. You, it, it's probably the 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 fact that you're on the pill that's causing this. Well, I had a um, a long break um, where I had one boyfriend, and then um, it was a good six months, and then I started dating another gentleman, and he um, it's it's only him. <laughs> it's only him. Mm. It's only with him that you bleed after sex. I mean, I haven't slept with anybody else in order to compare it to recently, but... Uh, it's only him. So it wasn't with the other guy before this guy? Uh-uh. And the other, the other guy, you were on the same pill? Um, no. Okay. Actually not. Okay, mm. it's the pill you're on. Maybe he has a cut on his penis. <laughs> I know that's, uh, uh, it, it that, conjures that, up a bad vision. It but... is not uncommon for, have, for intercourse to, to stimulate some bleeding in women, and the pill, depending on the dose you're on, can sometimes predispose even further to that. Okay. I never. That's it. Ever thought about that? But if you're getting the pill, you're presumably getting regular Pap smears, right? Yeah, I right. um last January I was completely checked from head okay. to toe. Okay. All right. Diseases. That's fine. That's it. And I just I wouldn't worry about it. it. Sounds like a normal phenomenon. If you're having lots of mid-cycle bleeding, you may want to consider changing the type of pill you're on. But if this isn't particularly disturbing to you, it doesn't necessarily mean anything is wrong. And again, my idea from last week of the um, dogs, the gynecological dogs. Those are for infection, though, aren't they? Well, it could be for uh, polyps or infection <laughs> or some forms of cancer that happen down there, All yeast right. infections, right. uh, venereal disease, crabs. They just uh, hop right up there on the table, give a couple of sniffs, and they can find any anything that's gone awry. I really believe this. I really think this is a good idea. Go, go right ahead. I, um, I swear to you, I've seen a beagle pick a joint out of uh, a car fender that was packed with coffee grounds because he could smell... Uh, one part of marijuana per, per billion yeah. of uh, oxygen. Uh, All right? Uh, so don't tell me you couldn't train uh, a dog uh, to do this. I, I don't know what part uh, of these biological uh, events would be emitted into the environment, but uh, okay. If a dog can sniff anything. Uh, if, a, if a dog can know when you're on your period, and they say a dog knows when you're ovulating, where you know they put their nuzzle right in your crotch. Don't you hear that? Yeah, something else going on when they're having their period. Other than ovulating? Uh, they can tell when they ovulate? They can tell. Dogs they know. They can tell when women are, are menstruating. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's menstruating. not when they ovulate. ovulate. All right, but I, obviously they can tell when they ovulate as well. No. I think they can. Well, maybe there's some maybe there's some biological change. There's certain change strains that, be... that can. Sheep dogs can. <laughs> tell me, if you can keep sheep together, you can tell when a woman's ovulating. You can tell when the egg's dropped, couldn't right. you? I don't know. You know how they train the dogs? How? They take a towel, like a white towel, and it's wrapped up with rubber bands. And this becomes the dog's favorite toy. They love to play with this white towel. It's mm. like a balled-up towel that's uh, wrapped very tightly with rubber bands. And they soak it in marijuana. And then they soak the thing in marijuana. They like uh. to smoke one of these towels one day. But they, they soak it in marijuana, and then they hide it. 
Uh-huh. And the dog just looks, and when the dog finds its towel, it's elated. Or they put uh, the scent of um, kielbasa on it or something if they're working, uh, you know, try not to let uh, fruits and vegetables come into the country. Or they, you know, do heroin or cocaine or whatever it is on this towel, and the dogs go nuts for the thing. So when they're in the airport, they think they're looking for their towel. Right. Ah, now it's my plan to smuggle drugs. You bring a towel with you. The you dogs. You soak it in heroin. You soak it in like heroin, yeah. And the dog starts sniffing around your suitcase, and then you wave the towel from him and throw it, like by the baggage claim and run. Ah, I see, yeah. All right, the point is, is I'm sure they could get dogs that would sniff out venereal diseases, uh, crabs, warts, and all that. You put it right there by the front door. Anyone who comes to the house, quick check. Quick check over. Linda, you're 23. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I've been dating this guy for a while, and um, we're sort of like just friends, but we're having sex. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I've been having stronger feelings for him. Mm-hmm. True. Are, are you surprised? I'm shocked. Shocked. No. <laughs> but I want to w- tell women, him. Women should uh, prepare for this. This is what's going to happen to you if you have a physical relationship. Men uh, don't necessarily have this reaction. In fact, usually don't. Right. <laughs> they have no trouble keeping the two distinct. We have to be forced into that reaction. Yeah. Uh, you should tell him if that's what you're feeling. Uh, and if he can't cope with that, then that, that may be the end of this. And you should know that if he's not able to respond. You're only going to get hurt the longer you stay in this. Okay. Right? Yeah. Do you think you could and, tell him? I'm afraid to. And then that makes me think that maybe secretly I know that he doesn't feel the same. Right. Yeah. That's good insight. Very good insight. Because it, let's face it, if you were um, 100% positive that he felt the same way for you, or you'd blurt it out. Well, or even if you thought there was a possibility there could be a relationship culled out of this you'd, you'd go for it well why do you know he won't have anything to do with you that way why do i know that yeah why do you know i'm that? no longer going to repeat questions <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to affirm questions i'm just going to it's going to be dead air until the person kickstarts themselves that is our new <laughs> policy drew you understand that uh, yeah i agree i don't want I, I don't even want us to say yes or affirmative or anything it's just going to be just dead air until they'll have to actually start themselves All again right. up right. to start up linda Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he um, he's really busy all the time, oh. and he doesn't seem to try to make time for me when I'm always trying to make time for him. Uh-huh. All right. Does he see other women? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, have you asked lately? Yeah. And he says no. No. All right. And I uh, he asked me why I would ask such a question. Yeah. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, I've oh. actually gotten a white glove out and smacked the woman across her face and uh, ripped the uh, epaulette off oh, her off her shoulder. So sorry and, for Linda. That is so pathetic. Oh, you know what, the guy's lying when he the says so. Why would you even ask such a? Yeah, when he was in, in, indignant. Oh, the temerity. All right, uh, Linda, get rid of this guy, or at least uh, spell it out. Yeah, to spell him. it out and see if he can come around. Be prepared and move on. Cut him off. That's what I say. Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call, please? Here's Megan. This one is for you, Adam. She has sore, swollen breasts. She needs to speak to you. Fantastic. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. 
That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort because it'll only take you about three minutes. And you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. He's an organ. Well, it was an organ. All right. Drew and I analyzing music, the two experts over here. Drew, you know what group this is? Smash Mouth? Woo! Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Listen, uh, for those of you at home that aren't impressed, this is a milestone. That's huge. This is something that's currently going on in music today, and Drew knows what it is. My jaw hit the desk. I'm so yeah. impressed. Uh, like leave it there. I'll come in after. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back to celebrate Drew's small victory in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Hey, it is the Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is the board-certified physician, the addiction medicine specialist, and our resident music expert. You could have asked me any other intro, and I would not have known it. Not not a single other intro. But you knew the Smash Mouth. Yeah. How come? I like them. I like that song. It's oh, the only okay. song I know the way they do. But... Oh, yeah. Well, that's all right. You're doing good, Drew. Megan. Oh, here we go again. Megan? Yep. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. got you. 25. Um, this is actually for Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a shot of Depo um, in March and had one sexual partner one time, and um, I'm now having, like, swollen breasts, and, and they're tender, and my menstrual cycle was off all month. And I'm wondering if I could be having some kind of, like, extended side effect from the shot. So March was the only time you took the the contraceptive, right? Well, I'd taken it taken it once before, and then I didn't like reinitiate the shot, and then I took it again in March. Mm-hmm. March, April, May. Okay. And uh, when was your sexual contact? It was in mid March. Nothing since then. Nope. Yeah, I suppose it could be. I mean, it's kind of unusual, but it mm-hmm. it could be. Uh, I, you know, you have to wonder if you have an ovarian cyst or something else going on uh. causing this, but. Um, well, if we had uh, the beagle that sniffed out uh, right. ovarian cysts, this would be taken care of. It would be simple. You wouldn't even need the ultrasound. I'm not a dog person. <laughs> well, yeah, but maybe your vagina is. I mean, you, all, I'm, all right. Are you, are you on any medications otherwise? Nope. nope and, not and at all. Are you producing any breast milk? Nope. Okay. How large are your breasts? I figured you would ask. I went from a 34B to a 34C. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, no, let's, uh, let's not argue with that. <laughs> Except for the pain. Yeah. Well, you got to put up. You got. <laughs> it, it sounds like for some reason. <laughs> it's a small reason, price to pay, Megan. Come on. Too, too high a level of circulating estrogen, and uh, one of the reasons. When that do the breasts get painful, Drew? Estrogen causes that. It does. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Because it produces the stimulation of the, the mammary gland. I thought maybe you went to school or something. I, I mean, what, that, well, I mean, that, that's like saying, you know, why? I mean, it's what causes breast uh, stimulation. Estrogen does. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought maybe you knew. Megan? Mm-hmm. So what should Megan do? 
Um, I'm a dancer, actually. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, I stumbled right into that one. I just backed <laughs> into that. I was asking what I mean, you so should what, do medically. What kind of dancer, though? Um, Tap? I'm, right, I'm let me guess. I'm going to guess. Men for money. <laughs> oh, you do? Uh, totally. Well, so the whole breast thing. Well, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a perk. What, um, what, do you do totally nude dancing? Yeah, if I choose. If you choose? Yeah. You, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit uh, harder. I don't, uh. I don't take it off if they are not paying, so. So it's a bottoms optional place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty prolific here in, in Portland. Yeah, actually, I've been hearing about this, these uh, <laughs> these new clubs. See, back in the day, when I used to go out there, when uh, when the uh, when that pole was wooden, it was actually made out of uh, elephant tusks. Splinters. <laughs> back then, and uh, the uh, women uh, wore uh, wooden thong backs. I would get out there, and it was either a topless place that served beer and nothing harder, or it was a bottomless place that just served soda. This is how it was uh, out here in California, right? at least. But there wasn't this, well, you're going into a topless place, but someone may take their bottoms off. That wasn't an option. There's all kinds of places in in Portland. It's unbelievable. There's places that serve juice that have table dancing. I mean, it's just insane. It's it's. It's it's do, bad. Do they serve beer at those places though? There's yeah, they, there's places that serve just um, juice, coffee, sodas, uh-huh. um, and then there's places that serve beer and wine, and then there's places that serve everything. Yeah, but the places that serve everything don't have total nudity, do they? Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Now, mm-hmm. no. why wouldn't every place just serve everything then? I'm curious. And who'd go to the the, the juice bar when the everything place is across well, the street? Because the eighteen-year-olds can go in there too. <sighs> Yep. She said, I'd be ruined if this was available to me at 18. <laughs> I wouldn't be what I am today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm curious that you can identify this as not so good, and yet you still do this. Well, I'm I'm um, working my way out, and I'm getting a job in a nursery. And She's trying to get into pornography, and she's yeah. using this as a stepping stone. I'm, yeah, well, I'm going into horticulture and making something out of my life. Ah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, know you, you ought to get seen to make sure there's not something else going on there. there uh, Hold on. What's I, going on with horticulture, by the way? Um, traveling. You get to carry plants to other places? Well, tropics and... Uh, I'm into, like, tropicals and uh, uh-huh. cactus and stuff like that. You ever that. work that into the routine? <laughs> no. The poison ivy routine? No. 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 Okay. All right. All right, what should she do, Drew? She ought to get checked out. doesn't sound like anything much. It's uh, not uncommon for women to have breast tenderness when the periods are irregular. Megan, mm-hmm. how much you make on a good night? Um, on a good night, you can make, I don't know, 500 bucks. And on a really bad night, say, like on a on a slow holiday or, you like know. Like Yom Kippur. You compete with sports events, whatever. You can right. make very little money. Yeah, because when there's some nude basketball player on stage with you. I mean, I mean, he's he's getting a lion's share of the singles. Yeah. I mean, like if the uh, Super Bowl's on and everyone's home, right? Yeah, okay. pretty much. All right, but let me tell you something, Megan. When you're uh, planting coffee in uh, Honduras, uh, it ain't going to be 500 bucks a night. It's going to be $10 a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, see, that that's your hammock over there, sweetheart. Enjoy. Well, look, don't All discourage right? No, I don't want to discourage you. But here's here's what I think. I think when a woman gets out of the stripping, I think she should be responsible to bring another one in before oh, she please. leaves. Oh, it leaves it an opening. There's a, uh, there's a vacancy. 
like uh, a void in the universe. <laughs> there's huh? a void. We're we're. <laughs> Will you stop? All right, all right. Crystal. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi. I have a question for Doctor Drew. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I did a lot of drugs, like every drug, like well, mostly everything. And now that I've stopped, it's been like a week, and I am sick, like really what, sick. What drugs are you doing? Um, acid, smoking crystal, marijuana, drinking, just a little bit of whatever. Do you do any heroin? No. And how much were you drinking every day? Um, well, actually, it had been like a whole weekend straight. I just like had got drunk, like completely, like couldn't walk drunk. And how long yeah. have you been smoking marijuana every day? Um, for years. Sure, it's like one of those uh, doctor uh, seminars you go on. When uh, Up John flies you guys out to uh, Kona yeah. to uh, you know talk about um, psoriasis, yeah, and then you guys just get loaded and walk around all weekend. Is that what happens? Yeah, I know it goes on at those things. All right, Crystal. Here's the deal: you're, you're going through withdrawal from medication. Your brain gets adjusted to these substances being in your system, and it tries to compensate for them. When you withdraw them, all you have there are these comp- compensatory mechanisms. Alcohol, typically people will get shaky and vomit and feel agitated. You can have seizures, hallucinations, almost always visual or tactile. And you can die of alcohol withdrawal. If you actually get DTs, which is this which is this sort of fulminant withdrawal where people get wide fluctuations of their vital signs. And is DT DT? Delirium tremens. DTs. Oh, I thought it was detox. No, DTs, delirium tremens. And it's not, a lot of people think DTs is just the shakes, but the shakes is what everybody gets when they stop drinking. But DTs is a very severe withdrawal syndrome where delirium is part of it, and about 60% of those people die. Alcohol withdrawal is one of the, the only drugs from withdrawal, uh, drugs in withdrawal from which people can die. Hey, heroin isn't that interesting? Heroin yeah. withdrawal, people don't die. They know, can, but uh, isn't what? it fascinating that uh, the only one of them that's legal? Is alcohol? It's I also mean, the only one that's a poison to all human tissue. All right, the so, other ones can affect the brain just, and cause bad uh, addiction. But let me just get the, the box out here. Uh, put the check by the poison to all human tissue, and uh, put the check by the only drug where you have a chance of dying from withdrawal. Yeah. And uh, let's see, where's marijuana? Uh, oh, that nothing there. Well, marijuana can, can affect brain tissue conceivably, but you don't withdraw. <laughs> you don't have severe withdrawal. And, and uh, I'm, there are other withdrawals. The complications from which you can die. Like you can have a heart attack during heroin withdrawal, or you can vomit and aspirate during heroin withdrawal. Speed withdrawal typically is a crash and irritability, so you've got some of that going on. And marijuana can be a lot of agitation. So you add these three things together, and you can be pretty sick for about a week. Uh, you should have been under medical supervision trying to stop these substances. It can be very right. dangerous. Right, I'm taking antibiotics right now. No, not antibiotics. Not oh. antibiotics. A withdrawal protocol. Uh, and well, what's antibiotics going to do? Nothing. For? Zero. What do you have? Do you have okay. something? Huh? Um, what, what am I, what's going on with me? Why are you taking antibiotics, he's asking. Um, well, because of the coughing and the vomiting and, yeah, like, well that, I'm that's, going You didn't tell your doctor that you were withdrawing from drugs. No. Yeah, well, that's what you should tell him, because you, you could have died, uh, by not telling him that. Wow, I could die? <laughs> I didn't think it was that serious. You, you didn't hear what I just said about alcohol withdrawal? But, I mean, you know, so then, what I'm gonna do that's, is... That's why we have detox centers. That's why people go to hospitals to get detoxed, because it can be very severe, it can be impossible to, to tolerate, and it can be very dangerous. But you're, you're a week out, I mean, you're probably in decent shape at this point, so it's gonna get a lot better, just take lots of fluids and take vitamins. Great, okay. okay. Thanks. All right. But get okay. treatment for your substance hey, uh, use because you're not going to stop using. You're going to go right back to it eventually. Yeah. That's the that's the deal with addiction is that you may always uh, go back. I'd like you to. F- uh, can you find Jesus Christ? Yeah. You can. Yeah. All right. Do that, <laughs> would you? All right. I rarely give that advice, but um, I'm saving Jesus for you, Crystal. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. Go to church. All right. Get something. 
I don't mind uh, people uh, worshiping Jesus Christ as long as it's uh, they're people that are you know detoxing and stuff like that. No, uh, no need for healthy, strong, sound-minded people to do it. But uh, you know, if you're in prison or you're detoxing or uh, you know, you know, in five metro, that's a good time to find Jesus Christ. Then I'm all for him, Josh. Yeah. You're 13. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, Adam? Good, man. How you doing, Doctor? Hey, Josh. Seems like you've uh, you've been through a lot, huh? Yeah. You've seen a lot of things at 13. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why are you seeing so much? What do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. You you were the one who was agreeing. Well, I have a couple questions. All right. Yeah. And one of them is, I used to do marijuana and deal it. You dealt marijuana? Yeah. Uh, we got to get his number off the air. What, uh, you stopped dealing marijuana now? Yeah. What'd you, uh, how'd you deal it? Like, uh, like through your paper route or something? No, actually. School. Around people's school, I knew a bunch of people. All right, what, what's the question? Um, well, one of them is I stopped and I, like, still have the urge it's been almost a year now but i still have the urge to um smoke it mm -hmm. so i was wondering if there's anything i could do to get rid of that urge no there's not no oh uh, and the other question is true the kid's 13 you couldn't uh, come up with something a little better well, than that I, I was going to go on but he oh, he, he took me at my word which is <laughs> there's nothing to get rid of the urge he's only interested in somebody taking that away from him but because you have that urge there are things you need to do to stop yourself from using and that is uh, typically the thing that works best is a 12 step recovery group and at 13 that's a hard thing to embrace there are teenage recovery groups out there and uh, you can get involved with people like yourself who have that urge and you learn how to support one another and deal with things in a way other than substance use so you don't feel so driven to respond to that urge. Okay, thanks. Okay. And the other question is, um, what is the normal size of a 13-year-old male penis? Why, like, I don't know, 8 in, eight. What was it, 8 or 9 inches? Why are you worried about like that? like 9 inches. Why are you worried about that? I was just wondering. Like, but, uh, why? I think it's... Well, Drew, uh, the, the man asked a question, let's give him an answer. Let me just... You just gave me grief for uh, answering Hold an on a second. Let me grab that um, uh, almanac, uh, the masturbator's almanac here. Uh, oh, geez, uh, 1887 was a huge year for masturbatory practices. Uh, you're what? Is there, is there a sunspot or something? Are you 13? Yeah. Well, it doesn't say for 13, but it says between 12 and 14, so I, you'd fall in there, right? Anywhere between um, eight and a half, nine and a quarter. It's all somewhere in there. If you follow someone there, you're, you're average. Uh, okay. What, what are you coming in at, Josh? What do you mean by that? Well, what are you measuring up to? I'm not sure. I just know I'm really a small kid. Mm-hmm. I right. was just wondering. Josh, we're just toying with your mind. Even I can't carry on this charade. Uh, the average erect penis for any age is 5.3. That's what they say. Not for any age. Well, I mean for any for an adult. For an adult. All right, I'm sorry. Yes, I will retract that statement for an, for an adult. But usually by the time you're uh, 13 things haven't uh, haven't caught on too fast. You're just hitting puberty. You have many years of growth. Okay. So don't worry about it. 
Okay. All right, Josh. Okay. All right. Oh, Josh. What? You smell trouble? Smoking pot at 11, dealing it at 12. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people try pot when they're like 12. Dealing it, yeah, I know. Dealing it regularly and uh, has the urge for a year. Does every day fight the urge to smoke pot? Yeah, but if he's 12 years old and he fought the urge successfully for a year, that means the urge isn't that strong. Because uh, usually by 12 or 13, you don't you don't have too much strength to fight the urge. I understand that, but a year means pretty substantial biology going on. Because usually it wears off over a year. All right, but give the guy credit for not doing it over yeah, the year yeah. with the urge. Mm. <laughs> well, you could just uh, imagine what was You know he's measured his penis, too, by the way. And you know when I was ringing in at uh, nine and a quarter, he was thinking, "Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm, <laughs> I'm three and uh, three and a week, seven eighths. Terry. Yeah, that's me. Hey, you're seventeen, Spunky. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm seeing. I'm talking to this guy, and he's in a wheelchair, right? And he likes me, and I like him, but I don't like him in a girlfriend kind of way. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have anything to do with the wheelchair. Right. Why is he in a wheelchair? Huh? Why is he in a wheelchair? You know, I really haven't got the courage to ask. I think he was just born that way or something. No muscles in his oh. legs or something. Mm-hmm. His, his mom's got to hurt. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably the most common reason would be spina bifida. Something like Pardon that. me? Spina bifida is probably the most common reason for that. Yeah. If he was born with it. And see, I just, I don't know how to tell him without him thinking it's because he's in a wheelchair. Right. That's an interesting point. It's like the point I was making yesterday with the herpes. That was this afternoon. No, that was yesterday. Wasn't it when we were on the online thing? No, no that's okay. when right. we were talking to Marshall in yeah. New York. Right. And, oh, Drew and I have been frolicking the whole weekend together, and he's been on drugs, and he's either doped up or breaking wind the whole time I've been with him this weekend. But uh, excuse my partner tonight because he had this uh, procedure done to him on Saturday. on on Saturday, and. When stuff is done to you, I mean, oh, hold on a second, well, Terry. He, Let me talk for just a second. I, I'm not Terry. a young no, no, man no, no, anymore. Let either, me explain so. medicine for just one second. You may, you know, we may have uh, such technology that you get to be put under completely and uh, that they run, you know, eight feet of cable into your ass and do this colonoscopy. But the point is. Nine is, feet. Uh, nine feet. <laughs> eh, I figure this one eight for you, Drew. You think they have it marked uh, like, um, yeah. you know, like... Oh, a, yes. Oh, they the do. Centimeters. Yeah, every 10 centimeters. That's how... Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the plumb line on a ship. <laughs> Samuel Clemens. Uh, <laughs> he worked it in there. That's where he got his name, everybody. Uh, no, it's Mark the Twine. All right, it's a long story. The, the point is just like they'd use on the riverboat to right. see the depth of That's the Mississippi. Right. That's, That's right. uh, Although I'm sure they hosed it off before they put it in your astro. But the point is, here's what I was getting at. You've been through this procedure, and even though you may not have felt any pain because of the situation, because you were put out and stuff, yeah, right? To your ass, something, it's been totally happened. traumatized. Yeah, something happened, or sure. Oh, you got in a bad accident. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your ass is just uh, scratching its chin, going, "Oh, what the hell happened oh, here?" Oh yeah. oh yeah. Plus, I horrible prep. I had to drink liquids for two days, and I had to drink four liters of seawater. Pineapple-flavored seawater. Right. I mean, it was just the most horrible. Every sip made me want to vomit. Oh, boy. Four liters. Uh, and then you're dehydrated, you feel like hell, and that medicine affects you for a couple of days. All right, so Drew's a little uh, little off his game tonight, but still better than almost any doctor uh, that's uh, nearby. Almost? Yes. Who have you got in mind? Drew is the best. Uh, okay. You're the best in town. All right, thanks. And in many towns in the world. All right, Terry? 
All right, so, oh, here's what I was saying about the um, the wheelchair thing. Because mm-hmm. Drew and I were talking this weekend about admitting to someone that you had herpes sexually and when you should admit to your partner that you have herpes. And I was saying this could probably work in your favor. All right. Because if you said to a partner who was a little bit on the fence about having sex with you, I, I, granted this is retarded this logic, is a woman talking to a out. male. Not a male talking to a woman, though. No. Either way. Either way. Right. Especially a male talking to a woman. Right. You say to the, this person, listen, I care for you, I respect you, and I want to be upfront with you. I have herpes. And uh, I wear a condom and everything's safe, but I hope that doesn't freak you out. I really shouldn't put you off, and I hope everything's fine. Now she almost has to sleep with you. Because if she doesn't sleep with you, it's uh, you're going to think, or she's going to think, it's because you have the herpes. And she's just one of these people. You understand? Right. Yeah. All right, so the wheelchair works, too. i got to get one of these wheelchairs. So you're saying uh, that you're not interested in him, but it's not because he's in a wheelchair. Exactly. Why is it? Well, why is it then? Well, because I just got out of a relationship with a guy that was way older than me, and he kind of broke my heart, and I don't think that if well, I got in a relationship... why did you start talking about that around him? Huh? So, just dead air. Why don't you just start talking about that around him? Oh, I already have. And? And I don't know. I just, I don't think it really caught on or sunk in or something. So if this guy was uh, had full use of his legs and was captain of the uh, basketball team, it wouldn't make a difference? No, it wouldn't. I'm not okay. like that. So. Okay. Well, listen, I, I don't think it makes you a cruel or shallow person. <laughs> yeah. I, I could certainly see a lot of people, uh, myself included, thinking uh, twice about getting involved in a, in a relationship with anyone that had any kind of major handicap because right. uh, it is going to affect your life at right. some point, yeah. too, and you have to kind of think about it. It's a lot of responsibility to take care of that person. Well, it, 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 well listen, yeah, I, not, I, I feel, not, I she think... she slipped back into saying it is the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, well, she just kind of played her hand yeah. there. Really? <laughs> Terry talking about the burden of uh, dating a man in a wheelchair. Yeah. Well, of course, it's a factor. Yeah. And and listen, I, I believe that people that are handicapped uh, end up having more pros than cons, uh, but that's later on down the road. You may not get it on the first date. You know what I mean? People that are overcoming adversity yeah. tend to be stronger, yeah. uh, more optimistic. Yeah. Am I right, or is it just, just because they do the profiles and courage, yeah. and it's a guy in a wheelchair? Uh, Maybe uh, most people in wheelchairs are really pissed off and depressed and alcoholic. Uh, it, yeah. I, I think All right. You're probably right. You know, no, it's, it's when they're able to engage successfully socially, it's because they're able to remain optimistic and show good, great courage. But sometimes it can be awfully overwhelming. Yeah. And it depends on the severity of the Ill, in, injuries and things like that. So. All right. So, uh uh, Terry, maybe you do have some issues. You about have some the issues, but but again, uh, you're be 17. honest about it. You're 17, and uh, you know, search your soul about what that's all about. And if you can't handle, you can't handle it. All right. So. Um, when we come back, I see uh, young Paul at 16 here wants to be a porn actor. Oh, I was afraid to go for that. <laughs> when he turns 18, right. and uh, his friends are against it. We'll uh, we'll be back with the answer to this and many other questions. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be...
This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Loveline. Uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. You know those faxes that pour in through. Oh, yeah. We see every single one. Oh, we must read hundreds a night over there. And any faxes? No. None? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not one tonight. Really? I, you know what? I Here's here's my fax thought here for a second, Ann. All right. Well, Ann's coming in here. Ann's going out to eat or... She's going to the, oh, she's going to the fax machine. machine. All right, don't get pissed at me, Ann. I didn't know where you're going. All right, Ann has made a move to the fax machine, and she's now gesturing. You have to turn it on. You have to turn it on. Oh, was it on? I don't think so. Ann, did you turn the fax machine on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it on before? Yes, it's on. All right, listen. Well, I don't mean to sound paranoid. Here is what I've come up with, Ann. Uh huh. And I know you disagree with most all of them, although the crotch sniffing dogs. Now, that's something. I don't know if you're privy to that uh, part of the show. Did you hear my idea about uh, dogs that sniff out, like the dogs they have at the airport that would sniff out a yeast infection or venereal disease oh, on God, a woman? I guess I missed that. Seriously. You could go to the gynecologist, and how horrible is it to dr- drop those pants or that skirt and get up on that table and have the guy probe around in there? It's a female, and it's a little uncomfortable. Okay. I prefer to think of it as a guy when they're on you, though. And just, just go and with me on this on one. They're not on me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but they're doing a certain amount of prod. They right? mount me when they yeah, do <laughs> yeah. my pass there. Like a big moose head. Jeez. Okay. The point is this, Anne. Wouldn't it be much nicer just to sit in the waiting room and have a beagle come by wearing one of those little vests, <laughs> you know, that said like Crotch Patrol or something, and it just came by and just went like. And then just moved right on, and then they said, uh, nothing, no problems here. You, you're free dog, to leave. How does a dog tell the doctor what he sniffs? Well, the same the, way the dog... Gonna a, no, it's going to be a dog for each illness. Yeah, probably be like three oh, dogs. So you have dogs lined up, whichever one comes towards you. Right. It's yeah, like whenever it starts sniffs. barking at your crotch or digging at your pants. Do I have to wear a skirt or can I wear pants? No, or? you can wear pants. Oh, really? Okay. And two pair of panties. It doesn't matter. Because these dogs at the airport, yeah, like I said, good. they they sniff oh, into yeah. a suitcase that's just filled with coffee and stuff, and they could smell just a little bit of marijuana or cocaine. So they could certainly get through a pair of your panties, especially the sheer ones you wear. All right, let's go. Okay. Right. <laughs> and what was I talking about? You oh, for? well, here's what I wanted to say. Yeah. I think the people who are real hot on faxing... That, that segment of society that's in it. Like, I've never faxed anything in my entire life yeah. because I'm absolutely a person that wouldn't do it just because 
I, I don't know the technology and I'm too lazy and I can't do stuff anyway. Yeah. These are the these people have now moved on, uh, subjugated. It's true, would you say uh, that email with email? Yeah. So it's all email and no more faxes. Right, right, right. Because those people are busy doing something else. Right, right. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, I think you're right. Huh? Who's right? I think you're right. We set up another email address too, and we did an, an Earthlink. No, we didn't. Okay? we didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. I don't know. What we did. You did not. Yes, I did. Well, Earthlink Loveline Earthlink dot net. Or can we do that? I don't know. Oh, okay. We just did it. Who did that? When we were at the Earthlink thing today. Hey. Hey, we so. did the Earthlink thing. All right. <laughs> Nathan. Hello, Adam. Hey, you're 15. You, you know, I had a hunch on why people just seem clueless when they when you get them on the air. Why? Because I thought that, uh, you know, you can hear the radio in the background. Right. I thought that it didn't get louder. You know, just you just started talking to them. But you do, you know, it gets louder, and you you can tell. We're loud and clear, right? Yeah, just, okay. I don't so know. So what, what do you think people uh, are, think they're just not listening? Maybe it's too late. They just, I don't know. Some people just aren't awake. Mm. But I will try to... Uh, well, thank you for being on your game. I will try to answer all your questions. All right, what's I know the deal? That frustrates you. Um, I'm, I started going out with a, a girl last week, and I've known her for a long time, known her for about a year, met her at the beginning of last year, and she... I know, we've been going out, and we were really good friends, and she was kind of reluctant to go out with me when I asked her, because we were such good friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And um, and w- while we've been going out, you know, she just hasn't really been, you know, I'll, I'll like, compliment her, and she'll, you know, she won't, you know, really mm. say anything mm-hmm. nice to me, or mm. she won't really show me any affection. Oh, oh the, I'm just hearkening back to all the abuse I've took from women in uh, uh, high early school. Days, and yeah. Early, yeah. forget early. But I mean, I know, I, I know it's not any, you know, she's she's not being, you know, especially mean to me. Oh. This is kind of how she. This is the way she's a little aloof. Yeah, she's yeah, kind of how she deals with she's boyfriends. Good looking. Yeah, pretty good looking. Yeah, and that's why you're with her. Yeah, right. And now you get the aloof part. <laughs> Nathan. Yeah. She was never really interested in you, too much, was she? Well, I mean, we weren't, you know, she wasn't interested in me, you know, as as a possible boyfriend, but we we always did stuff together. But you just kind of cornered her into going out with you, right? Mm, kind of. You just kind of worked away on her. Mm-hmm. And then she went like, yeah, all right, I'll go. It's like, uh, you know, when, when a wife talks her husband into going to the uh, ballet or something. It's like, hey, okay, fine, I'm going, okay? I'm miserable. You see me sitting here? All right, I'm going to sit here with a puss on and be miserable for three and a half hours. Now we're going home. You happy? Yeah. That's, that's what this is. Nathan kind of has been working on her for a while, and he finally and got her to come around. Sometimes women will come around, though, won't they? No, not this gone. one. Not this one. Not right now, anyway. Nathan? Yep? You got one shot with this girl. Okay. Let me explain what that is. What do you think the odds are? Very slim. But this is... Uh, it's not zero. It's not zero. No. And it's zero if he stays with her. It's zero if he doesn't do what I tell him yeah. to do. Okay. You um, have to work the dignity angle here, Nathan. Okay. You have to just start blowing her off. Mm-hmm. Just uh, whatever. And, and now don't don't be real overt about it. Don't draw a lot of attention to it. Don't make her think that you're doing it as a reaction to what well, she's doing. And don't be nasty. Still, and don't be nasty. Be empathic, and but just be into your own stuff. Yeah. I'll uh, I uh, we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little role playing, Nathan. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Uh. Athena? Athena? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure, sure. Okay, I'll be Athena. Hi. All right. Now, sh- 
Hold on there, Nathan. Okay. All right. Now, here's the phone call we're about to have. You haven't called Athena in four days. Okay. Okay? She's now calling you. <laughs> All right? I will play the role of Athena. Okay. Hey, Brett, do you have a uh, phone ringing sound effect and, and there? some suitable or? music for this? Uh, <laughs> Engineer Mike's on vacation. Boy, you really missed the guy, too. Oh, nice. Never <laughs> It's not his job. <laughs> I know. We can see that. We'd fire you if it was. <laughs> All right, listen. No, Brett, you're fine. We don't need music. I'm such a good actor that uh, we can do this without. I'll do the phone ringing. Do you have it? Here comes some music. Is it music or the phone ringing? Music. Go. Bring. 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 Hello? Nathan? Yes. Hi, it's Athena. Hi, Athena. Hi. I'm, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Wow. I was worried for a little bit there. Why is that? Well, I just... I just, you know, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days, and it seemed like you used to call all the time, and I was just, I just, just calling to see if everything was okay. Well, yeah, I've just been busy lately. Oh, too, too busy to call? Um, I, I guess. Mm, just, I, I slipped your mind that way? No, I've been thinking about you, but just, uh, waiting for you to call. Oh, all right, hold on, Nate. Yep. He took you know, a little you know turn what, there, you know what? He, but not bad. He, 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 not He's bad. going good for a second bad, there. He really has to sincerely be into his own stuff. Right. It, it doesn't have to be that you're, you're not holding out. You're trying not to call. You have to get involved in some stuff. And so when she asks you what you're doing, you're doing something. Right. And the, you know that you legitimately involve yourself in something. If you can't do that, mm, it's going to come off as affected and manipulative and uh, mm, suspect. That's why whenever I get in a situation with a woman... Um, before I pick up the phone, no matter who's calling, because I don't know when she's going <laughs> to be calling, what you're gonna say. I will fire up a power tool and just hold it at arm's length. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of the music. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, they, and, and start hammering on stuff. It, you, they must think that you're busy and stuff is going on, and you should. This is your only no, chance. No, no, you, you must be busy. You not yes. must think that you must be busy. Right, because sweat her out, yeah. Nathan. Don't call her. But but like I said, don't act pissed off when she calls. Am I right, Drew? Yeah. Just act surprised. Well, you're busy. There you go. That's good. I almost believe it. Just let me enjoy my uh, weenie, Brett? please. I'm pushing that cart button. You got that thing? All right. <laughs> Street like me. You know, when people start having public conversations with the psychotic voices in their own heads, well, you either get them a straitjacket or a podcast. For Phil Hendry, we chose podcast. Hi, this is Phil Hendry. Which seems to be the right decision, because since the world of Phil Hendry debuted at Podcast One, his audience has doubled. Or was that the number of weird characters in his head? Well, I hope you're not referring to me. Well, you better not be referring to me. Download a new episode of the world of Phil Hendry every friggin' day. I thought it would be interesting. Right here at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. This is Tori Amos, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. True. Hey, alrighty then. Huh? Oh, that was Tori Amos. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about uh, time she'd come back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she'd do it. She likes us, I think. And you think she likes us, Drew? I think. I'm not such a good uh, judge yeah. <laughs> of who likes me and who doesn't like me. How apparently. did that rain thing go for her? That helpline? It's doing really well. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, raising she's raising a lot of money for that. She's uh, quite a trooper, and uh, just a just a good person. I, I really like her, so uh, we'll hopefully get her back soon. And the thing that was uh, struck me as funny is um, I was telling Drew I went to this uh, sagebrush cantina place. The uh, anyway, I don't want to talk too much about the place, but they had a band uh, playing out in the patio, and when I walked in, they were playing uh, this song. And uh, there's basically uh, three white people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, basically Peter, Paul, and Mary. And uh, they're up there, and it's like, spread your love and fly. Oh, <laughs> and, they, and then, like, the white guy named Ken with the mustache leans in and goes like, word up. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, it was, uh, it was, it was good comedy. It really was. I wish you could have been there, Drew. Spread your love and fly. <laughs> Spread your love and fly. Oh, word. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, noun? There's a little confusion at one point. Excuse me? Go ahead, Paul. What's going on? All right. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Ever since I was 12, I wanted to be a porno star. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, just fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Maybe it's just the process of getting laid that you're enamored with, Paul. Well, that, uh, I like doing that, and, you know, you can also make a living off of it, can't you? Well, uh, as a guy with not much experience, well, I... you can make a nice living in the gay porn community. <laughs> you willing to do that? Mm, I don't think so. You've got to earn your stripes. Uh, you you want, know what I'm saying? How old were you when you started this preoccupation? Uh, twelve. What, what, what? Why? What? What was happening that you were so preoccupied with that at twelve? I don't know. I just um, ever since I was little, I was, you know, into it. How little? Um, kindergarten. And what did you find in kindergarten? How, how did you understand what this all was at kindergarten? Well, when I was in kindergarten, I used to get sent out of class a lot for talking about sexual things and all to all the other little girls and all. Well, that kids that six-year-olds don't know about sexual things unless they've been exposed to them through adults in a rather overt way, usually. So mm-hmm. what, what happened? Well, um, as I got older, I finally found out about it. What happened? Um, what do you mean what happened? What happened when you were six that you understood about these things? Um, who, who, what happened to you? Who exposed you to it? Who spoke to me? Um... Basically, I just found out by myself by oh. watching the porno videos. How did you get a hold of porno videos? Um, uh, let's see. How do I get a hold? This is a case of point of what happened. How much thinking you got to do? I mean, you watch porn when you were seven years old, Paul? No, not that. Not you said you said kindergarten. You watch when you're five or six. I don't see. I don't remember what. I well, remember watching. Well, something happened to you, Paul. That, that this stuff was exposed to you at a far too early an age. And it traumatizes young kids. It overstimulates, oversexualizes them, and they become preoccupied with this. And God, what the hell is going on at home that your parents uh, allowed you to do this? Uh, they don't know. Why was there a bunch of porno lying around? Or how'd you find uh, it? I see. I I don't really know. Um, I grew up. Uh, um, I grew up around a. Uh, 
let's say a lot of trouble, you know. All right. And I, I, what kind of trouble? Um, my father not wanting my mother around, you know, him drinking, getting drunk, and all that. Mm. Did he beat her? Yes. Did he beat you? Um, he didn't want me to become born. Did he beat you? Uh, not that I know of. When Did they ever sexually, uh, anybody ever sexually uh, molest you? Um, I was molested. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, All right. Whoa. Took a little while to get to that. But, uh, <laughs> Certainly did. <laughs> but that's where that's what I was talking about, and that that's where this kind of overactivity and preoccupation. How, how old were you when you were molested, Paul? Um, it had to be when I was about ten or eleven. I'm not sure when it. How old I was. An objectification of sex and all that aggression and over over preoccupation with it. Mm. I mean, this is heavy stuff, Paul. This is heavy mm. stuff. Well, it's I didn't compensation really for how how badly hurt you were as a child by all. Well, this. I didn't want nobody to know because I right. I thought nobody would believe me, and all that, and uh, I told a best friend of mine, and well, they reported it, and and nobody believes me, and you know. Uh, all right, Paul. Yeah. Things have been difficult to say the least for you, mm -hmm. growing up. And that's why you're thinking about uh, getting into the porn industry. See, Drew caught on to this immediately. So here's the deal, Paul. And don't get into the porn industry. Paul? Yeah. Right over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if uh, uh, Who are you talking to? Uh, my mother. Oh, oh, okay. Great. All right, listen, Paul. Yeah. Don't get, you know, just stay in school, get some counseling, deal with what you have to deal with, and don't spend spend a life acting out. This is, this is what people do. Yeah. I, this is the society we've created. People get screwed with early, um, rape, uh, molestation, uh, abuse, whatever, verbal, physical, and then they just spend an entire lifetime acting out, and then they move in next door to me. <laughs> And they spend an entire uh, lifetime compensating with me and Make acting out, yeah. making everybody around them miserable or sad or hurt or yeah. infected or yeah. whatever. Uh, you f you fill it in. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. This is what the world is. It's like this country is anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, the people that, the, the, that live next to me. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. It, we're just talking about, uh, they're just acting, you know, they just act out. There's some void that needs to be filled, and because I'm next to them, it is now my duty to fill that void. I, I don't even call her back anymore. I, Are I, they still calling you? Well, they call once in a while. They call complaining about this. Or, I don't even know what they're talking about. I don't even call back because I'm, I'm not playing that. I, I don't even know what they want. They're just, it's, it's such bizarre acting out that you, you don't even know what they're talking about anymore. You, you, you people ever get in that situation where you're thinking to yourself, why is this person freaking out? I don't even know them. Yeah, or, well, why do they bother calling? Why do they bother calling? Or what are they talking about? Or don't they have any shame? Or how come they're not embarrassed? Or what? Whenever that happens, it's just someone acting out. And the reason they're not ashamed or embarrassed is because they're so steeped into their own neuroses that they don't even know who you are. You're not even a person. You you're, exist, just, right? you're just an actor. Yeah, on their, on their stage. Whoever moves in next door is filling my shoes. If, if I move out a year from now, uh, the next poor sap in there is going to be the same thing. Yeah. That's nothing to do with me or my personality or my yeah, attitude. It might. I mean, it might be you may symbolize something for them, say, specifically, specially, single yeah, Okay, maybe if, like, an elderly woman yeah. moved in, they yeah. would uh, back off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Huh? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Will. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-three. Pardon me. Okay. What's going on? 
Okay. Where, where's everybody when we come to them tonight? We're here. Oh. Yeah, where were you, Will? I was here. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Oh, okay. I was listening to the radio. It just turned me off. You guys are just a little bit off. We're way out here and, you know... Will, do not listen to the radio. That's no. why we tell people, oh, turn yeah. the radio okay. off. All right. All right. Uh, listen, it's officially tard night on Loveline. We're moving on. Will, you can sit there and think about the way you behaved. Time out for Will. John, right. you're 21. Yes, I am. Um, what's up? I got, like, this serious, serious problem with, like, oversleeping and not being able to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, just wondering if this is leading to something more, because it's been like this, like, since I was a little kid. What do you mean? You don't sleep at night? I cannot fall asleep at all. Like, I'm not even tired right now. It's almost 3 o'clock here. And when I was a little kid, my parents would, like, they'd be like, all right, time to go to bed or whatever, like, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I would lay in bed until, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, not uh, able to sleep. Are you anxious? Are you thinking about stuff Can't that keeps you awake? I don't know. That's my problem. I just don't know. Do you lie there thinking about things? Yeah, somewhat. Do you have leg restlessness or anything like that that's disturbing to you? Mm, I don't know. Have I you move around a lot. Have you been depressed? What's that? Have you, have you been depressed? Uh, I'd say I'd have seasonal depression sometimes. but Are you on any medications? Nope. What's seasonal depression? Winter. I don't know. Like Sometimes around this time of the year when I was younger especially, I get like kind of like down on like everything because you got to go back to school well i guess yeah yeah i always but, get depressed on sundays what day that? is it true i used to get depressed every sunday night because i had to go back to school and it was such a source of uh, pain and humiliation for me that i couldn't stand it so sunday nights i always get a little down yeah you still do huh uh nah, not really because now that i don't have to do anything for work or school or anything nah the depression can kiss my ass. You know what I'm doing tomorrow, Drew? Sleeping. Mm. How's that Sunday night? Huh. I, I spit in Sunday night's eye. Well, I, John, it's hard to figure out exactly what's going on. Then you sleep during the day? Yeah, like, just to give you an example, I've, I'm a student, and I've been missing classes a lot lately. And I'm, like, I have, like, four or five alarms set in my house, and luckily I have very nice roommates who also try to wake me up. Mm. I would kick your ass if I was your roommate and those <laughs> things were going off all night long. Yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> like, when do you sleep? Uh, from whenever I fall asleep at night between, like, probably 3 and 7 in the morning till whenever I wake up. Sometimes I'll get up for class, like, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock-ish, or I'll sometimes sleep till, like, 3 or 4 in the day. Oh, you, you, you have to discipline yourself. I mean, you're able to sleep. You're just not able to fall asleep. Uh, I, I have the same problems with sleep. I mean, I, I'm a bad sleeper. Always have been. A, a lot of this stuff, I believe, is just hereditary. Or behavioral. And I, uh, uh, I marvel. Actually, I loathe those who can just fall asleep wherever they are. Who can, you know, because like uh, when Drew, when me and you travel, yeah, and we're working, it's real important to get some sleep because they never factor it into the schedule. Right. So it's important, for instance, to sleep on the plane. I can't sleep on the plane. Right. It's important to go home after work that night when we're catching a 7 o'clock flight the next morning and go to bed when you get home. I can't do that. Right. Uh, and it, it, it kills me. I just end up getting uh, end up getting strung out. 
I think he needs to go to some one of these sleep clinics. Well, yeah, for sure he should. And whether or not it's a behavioral or, or a psychiatric thing or not, it ought to be evaluated formally because it's a severe sleep disturbance. One of the ways that you can begin dealing with stuff like this once you've been evaluated, if there's really nothing going on organically or, by, or, or medically, is you can go on sleep medication for a while to try to set up a new cycle for a couple of weeks. I think he should move to Europe. <laughs> what is in their time frame? Yeah, about 12 hours off or 10 hours or whatever it is. It'd be right on. It'd be right in the sleep wheelhouse. Brilliant. Oh, I had a roommate who used to hit that snooze bar 35 times, you know, before he hauled his lazy ass out of bed every morning. And it was just, this is nothing worse because it's like. It wakes you up every time. It's your snooze bar too now. Oh, right. the, the, the vent was right next to my head and his oh. room was just on the other side. And he the, the alarm was next to the vent. It was like every goddamn yeep, 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 slap. And then you just lie there waiting. It's like a form of torture. <laughs> the guy was like a roadie. He thought he was going to leave for Flagstaff at uh, you know three thirty in the morning. He ended up leaving about nine forty-five in the oh. morning and hitting the snooze bar for fourteen hours. My other roommate eventually just kicked in the door and threatened his life. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back. Hey, there's great news, Shaq fan. That's right, I'm talking to you. You can admit it. Be honest, there's no one on this planet that doesn't love Shaq food. Look it up, Google it. And that is pretty obvious because the big podcast was the biggest podcast on iTunes Sports 10 hours after it hit the shelves. It's up right now at podcast1.com. So, how big is it going to get? Well, let's ask the big man. Fits you, fits me, fits everybody. There you have it. Catch new episodes of the big podcast with Shaq. That's me. At iTunes and right here at podcast1.com. Huh? No. What, what? Like I read the last one? No, I've got so many I want you to read. I wish well, you get them on cassette, would you? Mm. I'll read a book on cassette. I think they have these things on cassette. I'm going well, to try to find something. On, or why don't you just dictate it onto cassette? Think about 48 hours. Well, don't you know anybody like um, Chuck Heston or somebody you could get to just, you know, read these things? Put it down on cassette. Well, maybe I ought to take uh, volunteers for Read for Adam. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Hopefully, everybody take a chapter and we'll give them a cassette and a recorder and they just go out and read for you. Yeah, but no goofing. Just read the goddamn book. Yeah. I don't want anybody, uh, you know, laying down any personal messages or asking about uh, some uh, you know, scab they have on their genitalia. All right, we'll get in that. Remember that, Drew, so we can forget that tomorrow night. Yeah. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for the great Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs>